possible, please make a donation today at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. All right, we're here. Hello. Can you guys hear yourselves? I can hear you guys. I can hear myself. Yes. All right. This is, hello, I'm Ralph Jean-Pierre. We got, we're doing no suggestion. This is an improv comedy talk show. Uh, If you don't know what that means, it's all right. We're going to talk and some improv comedy is going to happen while we're talking. You'll you'll probably recognize it when it starts to happen. Uh, I'm Ralph Jean-Pierre once again. Got co-host Xavier Pearson here. Yeah, that's me, Xavier Pearson, co-host. This is my voice. Yes, yes. And then our special guest today is Brian. Brian, you tell me how to say your last name. I'm Brian Yauk. Brian Yauk. Yauk. This is the first thing I thought to to talk to you about. Wasn't there a Power Ranger with the same name as you? With my full same name? I think his name was Brian Yauk. Yauk. Maybe. The Blue Ranger. Really? Yeah, the original <laughs> Power Rangers. I watched about two or three episodes of the original Power Rangers. I think I was just outside the age range for it. Holy shit, I'm only a year younger than you. I know, I've, I've, I've seen I've, them all. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I think just outside because I was psyched to watch it. Me and my friend Joe were psyched to watch it. Watch a few episodes and we're like, I think we're just past this. Wow. Damn. <laughs> you really, uh, Okay. It just came. It just like started when you were when yeah. you were. Wow. Well, okay. Yeah, I, remember I remember what year. Maybe that was like fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. I, I'm. I feel like I'm. A, I'm younger than Ralph. Yes. And I. I remember. I remember the older ones. I remember there was like ten new ones coming out when I was watch when I was young. So. They're probably still coming out. Yeah. We had a bunch of things. We had VR troopers. We had. Power Rangers, and then I think there was something else. VR Troopers? Yeah, VR Troopers. And then there was something else, too. Do you remember any of this? Uh, I remember VR Troopers. I didn't watch it. I watched a lot of, like, Voltron and G.I. Joe and Thundercats in the 80s, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the next, like, cartoon... Oh, I remember the, the like, 90s X-Men cartoon. Yeah. That was dope. Um, He-Man? Do you watch He-Man? Yeah, I watched He-Man. Oh, I know. it. Yeah. I like that genre of cartoon. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> there used to be a whole network just for those kind of cartoons called Boom. Boom? Something like that. Boomerang? Boomerang, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, Boomerang was did like older stuff. It did Flintstones and... and, and um, yeah, it did those like He-Man or like... Oh, yeah, it did. It had a block where it would do it kind like, of, I would say, 80s cartoons. Yeah, it I feels think those like were all 80s cartoons. The, the, that energy... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be straight up. I didn't when I was a kid. I feel like this is a story that I'll tell over and over, but it's true. I was never into like the the cartoons when I was a kid. I I only wanted to watch three things. Maybe if you could add like the Mar- Marvel for a little while, I had like an Iron Man and a Fantastic Four cartoon I would watch. But I if it wasn't the Batman animated series, Spider Man or the X Men, I was not interested in anything. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Bill Nye a little bit. Yeah. Maybe Howard's Head. Remember that? It was like another science show like Bill Nye. Mm-hmm. Those shows I liked, but I just want to see the superhero cartoons. Everything else that was on TV, for the most part, I was just Wonder Years in Boy Meets World. But for the most part, I was just waiting 24 hours for the superhero cartoons to come back on. Yeah. I didn't care about anything else. Power Rangers, you know what I mean? That's kind of superhero stuff, but that's, that's all I wanted was like superhero stuff when I was a kid. 
I was the same way, man. I remember every episode, like following the storyline religiously for for X Men uh, specifically. Yeah, I man, I I just that I remember. Do you remember the Phoenix Saga? Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Do you remember this in the animated Xavier? series? Yeah, I remember the Phoenix Saga in some some context where it was like, yeah, it was just a really really intense and really good. But it might not. It might have been. I don't know. But the Phoenix Saga in general is just a good a little thing. That shit was dark. Much yeah. much better in the uh, animated series than it was in the more recent uh, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't fuck with those movies. The only one I liked was Logan. Old Logan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The very that very last Logan movie. Before yeah. that, I never even liked Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Really? Oh, no. <laughs> he's too tall. He's too pretty. <laughs> I didn't like him, man. I really, I know, I, I, I know we're not supposed to talk about him anymore. And he was too old at the time. But I really thought, I always thought Mel Gibson should have been Wolverine. Or Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe was the first choice. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he suggested Hugh Jackman. Is Mel Gibson short? What? Mel Gibson's like five foot even. I've never met the man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Mel Gibson is like a, a tiny dude and he's fucking crazy. Well, he, that, that I learned. Yeah, like, yeah. I learned from just media, but. Yeah, yeah. Have you met him? From just media. Oh, oh, just no. media. Oh. <laughs> I mean, gonna... I feel like, I feel like we're, we're good friends already just from <laughs> having, you know, I write to him pretty often. Oh my God. That, that, that must be a very storied, uh, Listen, it it's wild because I really I feel like it's it's some sort of sacrilege, but I I still love Mel Gibson. I still do. He did this World War Two movie like six years ago that he directed called Hacksaw Ridge. Do you guys know about this movie? I am aware of it. I've Holy heard of shit. That I've shit heard of it. Me up. Yeah, it's about this dude who like in world in like I don't know if it's two or one, but like um in the middle of the night he would like take soldiers and like uh what is this called i'm doing a motion of like a rope you're like you look like you're milking a cow yeah yeah but it's like pulley it's like a pulley system he would like pulley these soldiers down like you know 700 feet or whatever to the ground by himself and he did like 70 of them Mm. and what mel gibson said actually was like the amount that i say in the movie is a lie right i exact i exact i exaggerate is not the right word but i fudged the numbers why because the real number was too high he said, "If I if I said in the movie how many people this guy really like pulled down this ridge, it wouldn't have, people wouldn't believe I it." I think I've seen a clip of this on YouTube. There's like a a kid that's like lowering one of the last ones down, and then yeah, yeah, I've seen that clip. I didn't know what movie it was from. But that movie fucking that, that shit fucked me up, dude. It's a really it's a really cool movie. I I don't know I don't know what I feel like this is like a a like a a theme for me, but I. Very, I'm. I like like unsavory people or like people who've like done something wrong and are exiled. And I'm attracted to those people. I really, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that I just happen to like them or I become attracted to them because they're, you know what I mean? So yeah. like a drunk anti semite. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? It's just, not the anti anti semitism, but just the fact that they're like a. A, a scarred, marred person. You know what I mean? I really, really? I really am always attracted to that. Why do you think that? I mean, I, I know you You just said you don't know, but. Uh, I, I mean, I have my own theories, but I just, I think I just like a redemption story, you know? And I like. Um, Even one that hasn't started yet? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. I want the whole. Th- I want you'll, the whole. You'll story. just imagine it for them. Yeah, yeah. I'm just waiting for it. You know, because I, I hope I always live in hope that it'll happen. Or um, uh, what's the other? I have a saying that I say that is very cruel. Actually, I, th- I think it seems cruel, but I think it's beautiful. Which is that all of your heroes would disappoint you. I mm-hmm. say that all the time because they will, and that's okay. They can still be your hero, even if they disappoint you, even if they did something wrong. It doesn't take away whatever beautiful thing that they did. You know what I mean? It just makes them more human. Yeah. I don't know. You guys tell me your thoughts about that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think, I think it is. I mean, if you're still, if you're, I think it's a mark of growing up. If like, if you're still idolizing, if you're still idolizing a person, it's, it's like it, in a certain way it's it's or if you still have a good amount of heroes or you're still not i don't know uh if you haven't been your bubble haven't bursted yet if you feel like you haven't experienced enough to or you haven't grown yet like uh uh i, I remember this <laughs> i remember hearing this uh joke a comic did it uh at a show they were they were like uh is um are 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 there really no adults or something like that? It was like, it was like you, you grow up and you realize there's that no one's actually an adult. And, uh, and it just, it just really like hit me. Like we're, we're not like you, you, you realize you're an adult when you cross that threshold and you realize you're there and everybody else is in the same place. Yeah. Everyone's out. Everyone knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No one knows who's in charge. Nobody, nobody knows. We're somebody rep- I want the person who's in charge to report to me immediately. Literally, sir, nobody knows. I mean, Gary, I, 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 I haven't, I haven't seen him since, uh, since Wednesday. A lieutenant, a captain, a corporal, a general, a ca- anybody. It's me all, s- it's all privates all the way up, man. What in the world? You boys are standing here in the mud with no, with no senior. With no senior, no commander, we don't have a, a fucking corporal, sir. Well, huh, ah, well, eh, s- something's got to be done about that. Why? We're actually we're kind of having fun down here in the mud. We don't really know what's going on, but we've got a nice little mud castle that we've built. You Marines, you Marines aren't about fun. You got a mission. I surely you have a mission. Well, we had a mission when we had a commander, sir. Since we lost our commander, we've pretty much just been building mud castles. Yeah, things have been pretty good. I mean, we we've uh we figured out some sort of peace among ourselves and haven't been in conflict with anyone. Oh my! I didn't even notice you have the enemy amongst you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is Charlie. <laughs> what? Yeah. Charlie, this is kill this man. Name? Hey, what's up? I'm Charlie. What? Kill somebody. This is enemy. Yeah. Enemy. He's actually kind of a chum. Ch- he put the parapets on the castle. I never heard of a castle before up until this day. I'm feeling insecure. I feel like I don't. I don't have any barons. Well, well, and sir, I don't know who to report. Why do you think that is, sir? The chain of command has been broken. And you have been, you all have been mucking about under your own supervision. Everything's strange. 
Everything is strange, sir. I don't know. I the chain of command has been broken. I feel liberated. That's that's what I'm saying. I feel much better now with Charlie and Gary than I did in, in boot than I did on the ship on my way over here. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. It's been better. I'm I'm sorry. I've, are you you are you looking for your chi- uh your uh, nephew or something like that? Sir, no. So, someone's nephew is running around loose here? Uh, he's been talking about his uncle. I thought, assumed that you, you seem to fit the bill. You seem like an uncle. A big, I'm no one's uncle. You're I, in a big purple suit. I'm only a, cor- I'm only a corporal. This, this suit is for my medals. Oh. Uh, I'm in charge here. Oh. First thing I want you to do is report. Take me to your captain. I think we just went over this, sir. Corporal, sir. I don't know what the, I don't know what the protocol is here. You're, you're dressed like a pickup artist, sir. Yeah. War is about seduction, boys. <laughs> well, we it's, seduced Charlie here over to our side with the mud castle. It's working out pretty well. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm upset, but really, you've you fulfilled the objective, which is to subdue the enemy. You've made friends with them. Mm-hmm. Playing. At a ping pong table set up and a barbecue. We do. Why don't you take off that pretty pink suit? Put all those metals aside. It was aside purple. You gonna... said purple before. Well. Oh, watch out. Hit the deck. <laughs> oh, it's a bunch of bananas. Oh. Charlie ordered bananas for us. Ah. This. This may be God's finest war. Uh, scene. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Um. What in the what in the oh I can't what, I can't hear you in my headphones I don't know if that matters oh let's see let's see how how about now yeah I can hear you in my headphones okay how about is it better I for can both hear you of you much more loudly oh, okay sorry <laughs> you can um there's a little nozzle there button there that you can I'll be right. turn your uh, levels down and uh, while you're doing that let me read this this is Radio Free Brooklyn independent listener supported radio thanks for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn we survive off of your donations. Um, so donate to us at uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org backslash donate, or you can uh, uh, donate to us through shopping on Amazon, RadioFreeBrooklyn.com backslash Amazon. Get the RFB Radio Free Brooklyn mobile app and listen to us on mobile if you've never uh, uh, listened to us before. Um, Brian, what is, your, uh, what is your day job? What is your gig that you do? I am a software engineer. I think I knew that. At one point, probably. So you write code? I do. On a good day, anyway. Holy moly, man. Do you know anything about this? About writing code, Xavier? I've hung out with a lot of people who write code. Has it rubbed off on you? Um, I think, uh, no. I think I learned about <laughs> F of X. I learned a little bit about <laughs> You learned F about of... functions? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> to, to be a code guy, do you have to be good at math? Kind of. Holy shit. Um, I think to, to graduate with a computer science degree, you have to have a decent grasp of math, like there is math in the curriculum. Um, and thinking about writing code and like thinking algorithmically and everything is similar to thinking about doing a proof like in your high school geometry class. But sitting around day to day, you're not doing calculus unless you work in very specific fields. Dude, I don't even know what a proof is. Do you know what a proof is? A proof? Yeah. That's uh, that's an uh, a, a, a proof that you did your work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Were you good Something at math like in school, Xavier? No, not at all. I wish I I I, I feel like I'm uh, I'm getting back into it now. 
I didn't do I didn't do well, but I I bought a a book on problem solving, and it's supposed to be an advanced. It's supposed to help you out with advanced uh, level of math. I'm I'm actually supposed to know a lot more, like ge- like advanced uh, calculus or geometry to start reading a book. But I'm just going in raw. Wow, were you good at math in uh, school, Brian? I was pretty good at. It. I mean, I knew people that were better than me at math, but I was pretty good at it. I knew people that were better than me too. Just just if I met people, <laughs> they were better than me. Yeah, I I, I have I never. I didn't do math, and I, I I would just show up to the class. I would do the work in the class. It was be it would be grueling the whole time, and I never did homework. I never did homework either. Holy shit! But you were still good at it. Kind of. Did you were you a homework guy, Xavier? Did you get your homework done as a kid? Yeah, in the very be- I was the guy in in school where I in the very beginning I was enthusiastic and around the end I kind of petered out. Yeah, I think in like elementary school, middle school, I was more enthusiastic, and then sometime around junior high-ish, yeah. I stopped caring too much about actually doing the work, doing the homework, getting the grades. That stopped motivating me. And so I would do things like um, certain classes would like that were like really challenging would be interesting, but for the most part, I didn't really care that much about them. like I was the kind of guy who was like in advanced placement classes, but also had the assistant principal stopping in the hallway and saying like you're going to apply to college right like don't yeah. just like drop off the radar because i know you don't care anyone like i think they thought i was more like off the rails than i actually was just because of how i acted but yeah <laughs> your behavior was <laughs> was like a rebel but you were you were on paper you were doing great i was doing okay i had like <laughs> yeah. i had like a c plus average i think in, at the end of high school but yeah yeah man i See, I cannot relate. I was always very enthusiastic about school. Mm-hmm. Always. I'd never cut class. I was sad if I was home sick a day. I loved school. Yeah. I never understood why kids would want to cut school or leave. All your friends are there. I liked I liked high school the experience. I liked yeah. being at the high school. I didn't like getting up at like, you know, six in the morning to get there. Right. And pretty much fell asleep in the shower every morning. Wow. And uh but I didn't necessarily like being in class listening to a lecture. Um I actually learned pretty early on. So I joined um the publications we we had a publications class, the people that did the newspaper, it was an actual class during the day. I joined that and I got my friend Gina, who was an editor, to make me her gopher. They called it gopher, which was like you'd run to the lunchroom and take polls of students and things like that. But it meant I didn't have to write articles very often, so I did that pretty much every week or every bi weekly uh, uh issue. And all of the like hall monitors, all the teachers would get to know you as somebody who was doing that and be like, oh, I'm doing a pub thing. And so they wouldn't check for like a hall pass or anything. Even the next year when I wasn't a pub anymore, I could just go around the school being like, oh, I'm doing a pub thing. And they mm-hmm. didn't realize I wasn't in the class anymore. So I just had free range like all around the school, which was pretty nice. And you would just walk. What would you do? I'd like go to the pub room and sleep on the couch or uh, just, I'd go. There was a while where I was um, I was in independent study for for computer science taking the ap computer science class and i just like a little closer yeah i just like wander into um uh the web design class across the hall that i had some friends in and i had taken before so i knew the teacher and i don't know people just tolerated me i guess uh, being kind of obnoxious wow i man i just showed up i guess when you're a senior you got a little bit more leeway but like i was just just go to every class i'd be excited to be there i'd do the work when i got in class 
and then just when I got home, just not do anything. I just, which I think is the the way school should be, right? Mm-hmm. I think people are discovering that homework doesn't work. I've, I think I've heard, I'm 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 incorrect. I'm quoting something that I don't even know what the source yeah. of it is. But they say that homework is not productive. Yeah, for kids. Certainly not excessive homework where you have to spend like anything that's going to drive you to hate learning is not probably a good idea. Dude, my whole career, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I just, I, and I didn't, wasn't resentful, but I was just like never like my whole college career. And it probably really, otherwise I probably would have been a really good student, but homework, I just didn't do it the whole time. And no one can understand why. Yeah. Cause I loved school. All right. Well, at, at this institution, we actually do uh, require that you teach that you make the students give you give them homework. I mean, I know that's not how you were uh, particularly uh, 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 trained in your. I got a wheel education. I got a wheel. I'm going to spin. I'm going to spin this wheel oh. on that wheel is going to be a bunch of television shows. Whatever show it lands on, that's the one the kid has to watch that night. The television shows you're. You're doing, you're doing, um, uh, anatomy. You're an anatomy teacher. What do you, I, I, we, I, I got another wheel. It's got a list of skate parks. Okay. okay. S- spin it. Whatever one it lands on, kids got to go to that park. That's, there's only two <laughs> parks in town. So it's every other one is the other one. That's the thing I was going to address is I, I needed something on paper. I've needed, like, I was asking for rubrics, syllables, you know, just a lit. I was going to, you know, uh, specific, just very basic things from a teacher that I needed from you, and you've only given me wheels. You've only been giving me. You said wheels syllables, of, but you meant syllabi. I got a syllabi. I got a. I, I, I hand the kids a sheet of paper. I said, "Draw your favorite sneaker." Hand it to me at the end of the semester. I, I could use a it. syllable. What did you say? I, I say I hand them a sheet of paper. I say, "Draw your favorite pair of sneakers." Hand it to me at the end of the semester. <laughs> That's homework. That's what I like to do. Wow, I mean, you've you've been so successful in other schools. I don't want to get in your creative process. It just it just feels wrong to me. Listen, this is what the kids like. They like a cool teacher. Okay, I bring I I, I rent a petting zoo. I bring in one for a week. I bring in one animal a day. Bring in an emu on a leash. Just have him sit in the class. All don't right. teach a damn thing. All right. You know what? I'm going to bring in my star student here. He's not. He's very lackadaisical uh, outside of outside of school, but he's he does good. He does really well. And I just need you. I just want to test out hey, Corey. how. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey. we never met before, but I know your name already. Yeah, it's because I'm the star student here. Yeah. Yeah, we have merits. We have the merits, not like unlike the military here. It's, it's a very serious prep. Corey, school. tell me what sucks about school. What sucks about school, man? What sucks about school? Nothing sucks about school. What sucks about school is when you go home, when you're trying to do other stuff, and you have to bring school with you. That's what sucks. When school becomes baggage, man. When school becomes baggage. Corey's telling you what's up. Corey's keeping it real. Facts. Data. Syllables. No homework, Corey. Not only we're we not going to do any homework. When you get home, what's what's your favorite thing to do? Oh, that's tough. I'm really into skateboarding. Oh. Corey, what what trick are you learning right now? What are you working on? Uh, nollie tray flip. 
When you hit that Ollie Trey flip, I'm going to give you Excuse me, one. sorry. Nolly Trey Nolly flip. Three Ollie off the nose. I'm, what am I even? Syllables. When you hit that Nolly Trey flip, you're getting an A in my class. For real? Plus A plus. All right. Sorry, sir. If yeah. I could just nominate someone for a merit, yeah. I would like to make this guy. Sorry, I didn't get your name, sir. I'd like to make him the star teacher. In Fonzarelli. Mr. Fonzarelli. Your name is Mr. Fonzarelli? It's a coincidence, but it's fitting, isn't it? It is quite fitting with a... Uh, hey! <laughs> 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 that was fun. That was super fun. Yeah. Oh, this brings me... So we were talking about teaching. So, uh, uh, Brian, as uh, you've been a house team member at the pit for like a decade, almost. Yeah, I think it was on... 14 house teams or something Holy like that, which moly. sounds like, I don't know if it's a, re- it's not a record for the length of time on house teams. It might be a record for most distinct house teams, house teams, but that's kind of a dubious honor, right? Because that oh, means you're your at house the record. Teams I don't know. I don't know for sure, but like, uh, what that means is my teams kept getting cut, uh, you know, kept, kept getting broken uh, up. So I don't know if it's really a good record to have or not, but yeah, I'll tell you what we were, we were at the pit pretty much the exact same time. You know how many house teams I was on? Uh, Looks like zero. I was. I never really? made a house team. Weren't you on a? You were. No. You never on one one. I swear. I talked to someone. You were like. You were did. You did something with them. It was just in, independent or I, I something. Did, yeah, probably. I never made a single house team. I don't know. I don't know what it's about. I mean, that's there's there's a bunch of people that are like that too. There I don't are think that people who are like there's that. like like Rich Templeton who was here a couple of weeks ago. Never also was never on a house team. team. And it's, yeah. I think that um, some of it's about playing the game a little bit. You know. I don't even. I don't even know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not like UCB game, but like yeah, 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 just yeah. the system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a it's a strange thing. It, but I, you know, I love I love the pit. I always will. Con- I will always consider that place my home theater. Um, but yeah, that was a strange, strange thing. What was I gonna say? But so you've been you've been doing improv for like you know probably at least a decade more than a decade right um and we were talking about how when you do when you do any discipline or practice for like a decade eventually like straight like you're and you're really practicing and you're it's a part of your life you end up becoming a teacher at some point at some point you will start teaching it's a straight like martial arts or anything right Is, is that is that fair to say I, yeah, I think, yeah, maybe, I think so. Maybe unless you are, I feel like some people are just professionals and then they retire. Mm, yeah, that's, oh, that's really true. Well, that I mean, there's yeah. also like, I don't know if, uh, it doesn't mean you have to teach a class, right? But it, you, can you, be, end you can up, be a teacher without actually teaching a class, yeah, right? Wow. Like people can learn from you. And, and I think also like to okay. take, like teaching kind of leads to learn, like, Okay, that's not stupid, but like teaching obviously or should learn lead to learning because you're trying to teach people. But I mean, yeah, for yourself, right? Like yeah. when I when I started doing like drop ins and and coaching uh, indie teams and so forth, um, we were talking about this a little bit beforehand. Like I started realizing why we did some of the exercises that we did because mm. I was like trying to choose them and kind of working backwards from like, okay, I want to do a lesson on this. What's a good thing that teaches this? And that makes me consider what the like exercises were actually, you know, and I end up going back and being like, oh, this exercise makes a lot more sense. Here's things I can highlight in it that 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 sort of crystallize these specific skills or these insights into improv, and that helped me a lot, I think. Please share again the thought you were saying about teaching and, and like, 
the exercises and the things that you, the thing that you wish was different when you were, when you were learning? What? Uh, I think the point I was trying to make was like, uh, it helps usually in almost every case. Occasionally you want to surprise the people that you're, you're trying to teach. But I think most of the time, if you're doing an exercise, it helps either up front or at the end to reflect on, um, to point out why you were doing it, right? What is the thing you want people to notice during that exercise and what you want people to take away from it? Cause like a lot of people, sure, they're going to go up there and they're going to enjoy the exercise just because they like being weird, right? Like most of the exercises are kind of, you go up there and you do something crazy or you do something off the wall. And a lot of people are just going to like doing that for its own sake, especially people that show up in an improv class, but other people are going to be like, I don't understand why we're doing this. and I'm frustrated by it. Right. If mm. I don't happen to be good at that particular thing, I might be resentful that we have to keep doing it. If I don't understand why, and those are probably even the people that you most want to get the insight from that exercise, right? If they're mm. the ones having trouble with it to begin with. And um, I feel like that didn't happen a lot. Like it did some, it depended on the teacher. Um, and like I, I wasn't even able to always figure out what that was with the exercises that we were doing, which then would be like, why are we doing this exercise? Like why am I trying to teach this exercise if I can't even uh, highlight why we're doing it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I feel like every teacher goes through that. There's definitely exercises that I'm like, I'm never doing this. I, I never. I don't like this game. I don't like what it teaches. Um, but I, I want. I would say, at least in that way, I feel very different from you. Mm-hmm. Like just because, if I had, to, if somebody had told me to like draw a picture or name like who your model is of teaching, I don't know why this is, but if I had to picture like what teaching is like. My ideal of teaching, it's Mr. Miyagi. I that's wh- what I think of as a teacher, and yeah. so I, you know, what I mean, like I'm all about like paint the fence for three days, and then like, why am I painting this fence? And then he's like, yeah, yeah, and you're like, oh shit, you know what I mean? And then you, you figure really, it out for yourself, yeah. yeah. Well, but you, but it wasn't figure out for itself, right? Like you saw uh, Larusso getting mad about that until Miyagi came in and made it really clear why. They made it clear right? what it and was. I think that's. Uh, Maybe it's the time frame, right? Maybe let them do it for a while before you before you highlight that so that they can appreciate it later. I think the thing that I have found that I've adapted that I think is useful is um, I try to emotionally prepare my students for what's going to happen. I try to warn you're going to get frustrated. You may wonder why I'm doing something. And I try to assure them I'm paying attention. Like, you may not understand why this is happening, but... um. I'm not trying to trick you and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to frustrate you. If you're frustrated just because this is a frustrating thing. But stay with me, stay with it. And I and I say uh I try to tell people over and over they're doing a great job. You know, especially yeah. when they feel frustrated. You do this exactly how you should feel. You're doing great. You and I agree completely on that yeah. part. Like I like to do the same thing, warn them like this is going to you might find this really hard. Uh just stick with it. I promise it's going to be okay. We're all going to you know like I screw this up every time I do it too. And I get really frustrated when I do it in a class. Um, and I, I think that's actually something uh, that I've carried over into interviewing at my job, Whoa. like interviewing candidates that are coming to work for us. Um, I find it's really helpful, like especially for these coding interviews, right? People come in and they're expected to like write code on the spot for some problem they haven't seen before. You're like basically coming up and giving them a problem saying, solve this problem for me, do it on this shared desktop, write code to solve this problem. That can be really intimidating, right? Um, I know when I interview, it's really intimidating. Um, so it it helps to like a just assure them that it's going okay, and kind of make it a dialogue and say, "I don't expect you to get this 
exactly right. Like here's, I, I don't know, all of the things, basically all of the, the things that you were just talking about have analogs in uh, doing coding problems at work. And I think that helps a lot. You have to, like, 70 make- seconds to solve this proof. No, oh, I feel like I've, I've, I've got a pee in my mouth. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, shouldn't have said that. The, no, you're you doing sh- great. Okay. Whatever, whatever you feel like, it's fine. Trust me. I you, felt like I had pee in my mouth before you've, too. You've, you've had that same feeling? I've had that feeling. You've had, okay. Yeah. I, I, Ernest, the man just told us he feels like he has pee in his mouth. I don't understand. Does that mean you can taste it or what? I don't understand why you would say something like that to Ernest and I. Uh, it's, I'm so sorry for saying that. It's just I I felt like this was a uh, I, I could you know it was an experience that someone else might have had and I, I've no no you I can relate man I've had I've had exactly the same feeling you know it's a, it's, it's like the same it's a safe space here okay I'm sorry but I feel like you're lying to me I'm not I'm not you're not lying no you've, you've that had feeling the, I'm not saying I've had pee in my mouth I'm saying I've had that feeling mm-hmm. of having pee in my mouth I'm very confused. <laughs> I'm confused about how any man, how any person, how any human being would have the sensation of having pee in their mouth. Well, you know how pee smells. This is eating into your 70 seconds. Okay, I'll do the proof. I'll try. Yeah, okay. Uh, is, is, uh, you, could, you could start the clock. I'll try. I, I, I guess I'll start the God. I've been re- resisting re- it, but now I feel like I have pee in my mouth. See, there you, I, uh, now you can relate. Your time is still, the clock is still, I okay. won't stop the clock. <sighs> so you have a glass of water, maybe. <laughs> Ernest, I was about to ask you for some sort of certs or mint or something. Sure, absolutely. Ernest, oh, Lifesavers you, Wintergreen? I, I, feel, I, I definitely feel like this Proctor has, feels like he has pee in his mouth, but you don't seem like you have pee no, in your mouth. I'm, I'm just oh. saying I've, I can relate. I have previously had the feeling of having piss in my mouth. Ernest, I dropped the mint. What did it, I can't find uh, <laughs> my mouth. <laughs> Mr. Proctor, guys, just take a moment. Just accept that you, you have the feeling of pee in your mouth. Let yourself spit it out. Are you doing this, Ernest? Are you, have you, are you the one who's created this sensation? Are you asking me if I've peed in your mouth? I'll give you 15 more seconds. That's it. No. Thank I, you. What is... I'm, I wouldn't be asking you that, but now I wonder if that's what's happening. Yes. Guys. Why are you we got both, me. You got me. Why are what? we both lying down? I didn't realize we were both laying down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I realized this from the very beginning. It's, all, it's one of the reasons I'm tense. I was trying to make this all like a wonderful experience for you guys, but you had to make it weird. This company needs restructuring. <laughs> <laughs> that is fun. <laughs> That's surreal. Um, what are you... Um, What's your uh, uh, leisure, uh, Brian? Are you a are you a big reader? Are you a big TV guy? Are you a video game guy? Are you a board game guy? What's and and what's a leisure activity that maybe do you have one that's uncommon? I don't know how uncommon it is, but I I, I play D anD D every Saturday. That's kind of my touchstone for like being in in uh, in contact with like my friends from back in Ohio. What is going on with this D and D boom? You notice this? Yeah, D and D is everywhere right now. It's a really? it's a combination of things. So it's what it is is fifth edition D and D came out uh, in like 2014, 2015, wow. which 
brought a lot of people back because it had like there, there's a whole I could go on for a long time about the different versions of the rule set, but um, there was something that came out in like the mid two thousands was was for or maybe twenty two thousand eight or something like that was fourth edition, and that was like a vastly different D and D rule set, so that turned a lot of people off. Fifth edition brought a lot of people back because it was like the core. It, it had like kind of the spirit of the original D and D, so it brought a lot of the old school people back. And it happened to come out right at the same time that Stranger Things came out, or like right, mm, I was right before. Just gonna Is say that, that a very D and D ish world? Uh, so the ki- it's not the world necessarily, but the kids in it play D and D. So like in the oh, first season, everybody saw these kids yeah, playing D and D, and then they named the monster after their D and D character. And I think that just introduced a whole generation to it right at a time when a popular uh, holy shit. Yeah, and I think yeah, crazy. The new, even the new seasons, they the monsters are kind of named after the D and D. Vecna is yeah, like some tipping death. point yeah. shit. Real quick, uh, you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, independent listener supported radio. Get the mobile app and listen to this all the time. Uh, I'm gonna do this right now. Anybody on Stranger Things? I'm trying to find a segue. Anybody sick on Stranger Things? This is for cancer screening for Men's Health Month. June is Men, Men's Health Month. The Cancer Services Program hopes you'll take a colorectal screening. If you're 45 years of age, call your health provider. Schedule a screening. Uh, contact your provider if you're under 45 to talk about when you should start. You can learn more about colorectal cancer which is unpleasant, but we should learn about it. Contact CSP at 718-250-8708 or learn more at tinyurl.com backslash nycancerscreening. That's 718-250-8708, tinyurl.com backslash nycancerscreening. CSP is supported with funds from the state of New York. Uh, oh, um, so D&D, every Saturday, for how long? This particular incarnation of playing it online started right around when the beta test of that fifth edition rule set came out. Um, but I've been playing with like my my friend Joe, um, the same one that I used to watch GI Joe with in like the late eighties, early nineties. We've been playing since nineteen ninety two or so. Holy shit! Yeah. So, is it that engrossing that it it just? And are you guys playing the same game, or have you played hundreds, thousands of games? Not thousands of games, but we've played numerous campaigns. We're not playing the same characters we played back then. Wow, that's unreal. Do you find do you find that you did your playing change when you started doing improv? A little bit. Um, I think I got better. I don't know if it was just doing improv. Uh, I also so like I got into improv because I worked um, at a Renaissance festival. We learned a little bit of improv there. And then I tried out for an improv team and realized I only knew a little bit of improv, not really how to pr- go out and perform improv. Um, and so I started taking classes at the pit. Oh, and uh, wow. I feel like that, like going out and learning, like playing characters. And I mean, I did drama in school and stuff. So mm, all of those okay. things taught me to uh, to play different characters and try to like live in. I think as I got older, live in different char- like characters that have a different mindset than my own, rather than basically just playing myself as like a a horny ninja as I did in like the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, and you're, so you're basically just like a theater kid who didn't major in theater. Yeah. basically. Yeah. 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 Are you the, would you describe yourself the same way? Xavier? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, wow. D and D. I don't know what it is. D and D magic, the gathering, a lot of those things. I just couldn't get it. I couldn't do it. I don't, I've never, I don't know what it is. And, I also don't really like sci-fi or fantasy that much. I love superhero 
stuff and superhero comics. Yeah. But otherwise, I could never get into that stuff. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm, I probably would have, but I never had the opportunity. I never had the chance or the op- opportunity. Like, no one was a- around me in my high school or anything or middle school was really into it, but probably would have. Yeah. I was, I mean, I was, we were into like board games that kind of, uh, butted up against D&D even before that. So I think I was just always into fantasy. Uh, we played Heroes Quest and uh, a game called Dragon Strike. And, wow. and then eventually my friend's uncle, I think, introduced us to D&D just by like giving him the box set from, or I think, first or second edition D&D. Would you, would you say your characters have developed, like you said you played a horny ninja when yeah. you're back in the 90s. <laughs> would you say like your, their, your characters you make now are different from, from that? Yes. <laughs> They're more more three-dimensional. Okay, okay. Yeah. Man, it's such a I feel like go ahead, go ahead. I say that now. Yeah. I say that, but as I reflect on it, I was playing a tiefling hexblade warlock recently who uh got stuck in some demon acre and grew an extra tail and then wanted to do sex things with it. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not as three dimensional as I thought it was. <laughs> there's there's a through line, yeah, through through your characters. Now you're a horny ninja who got a divorce. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, or like uh, a a sweaty wizard who also owns a barbershop or something. Who knows? <laughs> that would be your character. Yeah, Ralph. that's mine. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on in. Uh. I'm not. I'm not doing those spells today. But if you want to fade, I get half off. Yeah. Uh, if you could just take a little off the sides, maybe fade it. I don't know. Honestly, what? I was hoping for a cantrip. But if you're not doing spells, no, 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 I'm not doing no. I will. I might cut your hair with a wand. Okay, that'd be good. Because my razors. Larry, bring Larry. If you bring my razor back, I won't have to use the wand. What? What you want, man? <laughs> Larry. Because just because you think because I'm a wizard, I can always. No, I want my clippers. Now, just use your your goddamn wand. The boy wants to fade. Now I gotta use my wand. I, it's it's unlimited magic and power. But the clippers, I paid thirty seven forty five for those clippers. I'm gonna use the power and magic of those clippers. You so, sorry to interrupt. Should I just sit on this chair while it's floating, or do you have to like unlevitate it before I get on? Okay, I can lower it. Thank you. I would appreciate that. It's gonna it's gonna take a height according to your character and your and your and your nobility. Oh, yeah. It test it tests your metal. Well, that's kind of embarrassing. I don't want everybody to see. Okay. Okay. Let everybody see your metal. All right. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit. This is a neighborhood barbershop. Yeah. Is this is this good? Oh, it's kind of low. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm pretty young. You got a low. You got a low metal character. Larry. God damn it! I gotta go. I gotta go all the way to the bazaar and get a get a hire a hireling to get the goddamn work done around here. I, I would be. I would listen. I could cut my. I'm ambidextrous because of a spell incantation that I put on myself back in uh uh uh, uh Detroit. So I could I could cut with both hands. I'd be you working mean, much faster if you gave my damn clippers. I only have one wand. You have one wand. You mean the. The Detroitius. I yes, it's it's from Detroit. Detroit, okay. Also, that crawfish that your wife gave us, it was bad. 
Yeah, it was pretty bad. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I I just I can't I help it all night. Go ahead. Wait, what? what? I come from the crawfish. Oh, from the crawfish. You can't put okay. an incantation on your intestine. You can't put. A Did spell. you try the tums? I told you to get. Did you try tums? I you told you to eat some tums. You, Did you told say me tums you or tomes? Tomes. 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 Did you try the tomes? You can't. I put told a you spell to read on your in, on your intestinal tract. On your, on your digestion. Oh yeah, yeah. That's dark magic. Yeah, That's you dark gotta magic. you gotta live that out. You gotta see that through. Mm-hmm. Can't you can't put a spell on your intestinal tract. I don't know what the, the the sort of character, the sort of metal that this chair indicates. I have maybe I'd be the one to do your dark feet magic touching the me. ground. It's supposed to be your feet supposed to be dangling. Yeah, you don't have to tell me. You've already made that clear. Now I feel embarrassed in front of the neighborhood. Uh, yeah, my name. Aha! I don't know if you noticed, but I'm a troglodyte. I noticed. I wasn't gonna say anything. Oh yeah, I shouldn't be. I usually you're. Usually, There's a smell. To we the respect all orientations here in this yeah, damn yeah, barbershop. Yeah. But Larry don't respect nobody's clippers. <laughs> Look, listen. God damn it. You have a wand, okay? I've I've been using my claws. This, this ain't no clip. Yeah, you were supposed to. You, you, you could get your own clippers. Yeah, I could, but my claws are sharp enough, okay? I have my, I use I use my my I, what I'm my specialty, okay? Look, I didn't you, mean to cause any trouble here. I came in here with my my metal, my lack of metal, if anything, and I, I'm afraid I really instigated this whole thing. I can just go. No, I'll you do it. You guys don't you know need what? a low character gnome in your. Well, I don't want nothing but a fade. It ain't no problem. Are you sure? Our metal is not your. Uh, your metal is not our issue. All right, all right. I'll just. What you here. eat don't make me shit. Fair enough. But that crawf- that crawfish made me shit a ton. Okay, goddamn it! My wife is a troglodyte. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I didn't sleep Wednesday night. All right, see. <laughs> you didn't sleep. <laughs> That's fun. Um, uh, Brian, your wife is also uh, a terrific improviser. Yeah, we met. Uh, we were very briefly on several teams together, but for wow. whatever reason, we were never on the same team for more than like a month. Oh wow, uh, that's so interesting. Uh, wow, that's oh, wow, that's really fun. Uh, I, uh, I also met my girlfriend at the pit. She was a house manager, right? Yes, yes, Anya. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anya Jones. Yeah, I. What I'm always curious about, like, um, it's so interesting that we we start doing this thing, we start doing improv for whatever reason we do it, and then it's like, you know, families start from this thing that people are doing, or maybe they're doing as a hobby, maybe they're doing this as a career, maybe that's not even a hobby, you know what I mean? But things start from it. Some people had. We're at, you know, let's say it's the pit, could be any theater, but we're at the pit, met somebody at the pit, had kids with that person, and that kid has done improv at the pit. Yeah. That, That's true. That is crazy to me. Yeah, that is. That I, is wild. I try never to take things like that for granted. That really blows my mind. Yeah, I was, I was walking by the magnet on Sunday, and I saw the people, the people who were at, behind the desk, they were... Uh, married and they were they had they had two babies one of the each of them had a baby and they were they were uh they were taking they were you know taking tickets and all it was for the mixer they were doing the magnet mixer but it was just i remember them i remember them when they weren't together when they they didn't have spawn yeah yeah, when they didn't have children yeah (laughs) Uh, it's so weird yeah it's it's weird and it's beautiful and so 
It's so dope. I, I, I love all that. Was that, um, when you, I wanted to, I want the story. How did you guys get together? How, how did that happen? I will, when Don hopefully does the show as well, I'll, I'll ask her her perspective of it. Uh, we, we were around each other. She was on house teams before me by like a season or two. And, uh, we kind of saw each other around like base jam, things like that. Didn't know each other really didn't like didn't get to know each other until we were i was on a team called walter in 2013 and she we lost a couple people so like uh one person moved another person was having a kid and then they promoted david frazier to uh like a wednesday night team frazier, yeah, yeah. Yep. and uh and they brought dawn in to replace him so they inserted her into our team in like the fall early winter late fall and uh and then we got broken up a couple weeks later, or like a couple months later. And uh, so we met then, and then we went off to different teams. She went to Navy Blue Seals. I went to Magically Delicious. It's funny. You guys went off to different teams. We're in the same building. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But still. we went, you know, we were no longer a different seen, world. But, yeah. But we, yeah. like, we, um, we went on a bunch of basically friend dates, right? Like, uh-huh. we would just hang out. We went to the Museum of Natural History. We'd, like, get dinner occasionally. But it was always just, like, who, who asked who? Uh, eventually, like, officially. Well, and the friend dates, how did that even, I mean, is that like mutual or, I don't know why I'm trying to get dirt here, but I'm just, I'm <laughs> yeah. just like the oh, story. So like I honestly, I honestly yeah. don't remember how this okay, came out. Yeah. It, was, it was the sort of thing where it was like, we probably talked about wanting to do this at some point, And then I, I think, I think we talked about like dark, dark universe, I think was the name of the exhibit, like a planetarium exhibit. Yeah. And, um. I think Don then posted on my, like after we had talked about it in person at the pit or during practice or something, I don't remember for, for sure when, uh, she posted the details about it on my Facebook page and then we're like, yeah, let's do this. And then like that started like that set the precedent of us hanging out outside of improv and then right, periodically right. that would happen. And then finally in uh, 2015, she basically asked me out late one night on Facebook. Wow. I was like, sure. Yeah, let's, let's do this. And then I, wow. That's cool, man. <laughs> I love it. I love um I think the reason it's so interesting for me is like by the time I'd met Anya, I'd probably given up on that idea already, but I was I remember coming up as a comedian and as as an actor younger and and people would always be like, "Don't date an actress, don't date a comedian. They're crazy." And I always thought like, one, I think I'm crazy, but two, why would I date somebody who's not do who else is going to understand? Yeah. You know what I mean? I always that never made sense to me. Like, I don't know, for some I could see other people being like, "No, I want somebody who does something completely different." But I was always like, I, nobody else is going to get this way of life and that I, you know, like Anya's always out doing mics and stuff and like I I understand like cuz that's what I was running around at jams and got to do it. I got to get it in. I got to find the time to get on stage. I got to, you know what I mean? And like I couldn't. I don't know who would who else would understand that. So yeah, I, I think that's why it's like there was always this this strange, sad sense because it never it took so long to come together that I would I would find somebody who gets it in those spaces, you know. Uh, you said at some point you given up on the idea that you would that oh that, yeah <laughs> that um. That you would meet someone in that space. Yeah, or? yeah, I really, and which is probably why I ended up finding someone in that space. I, I, I actually agree with you about that because I, I remember sitting for a long time and like 
you know, I was just single for a long time. I'd sit at the bar, drink, like hang out with uh, friends, like, and like watch all the sort of pairing that happened, you know, like if you, if you just sat at the love bar, which was like aptly named or maybe near aptly named and watched, you know, and just drank, like you would see all of that happening, right? Like all of the surreptitious pairing and like the feeling things out and all of it, like it just kind of happened around you. If you weren't, if you were just sitting there drinking, you would see it. Um, and I always like, I never knew, I was like frustrated. I was like, why, why am I not also doing this? How do I do this or whatever? And then eventually it just happened. Like it wasn't, it happened out of friendship. It happened out of like not pursuing it necessarily that, that it appeared. Um, how how did you find me? Oh, I didn't try. What? I'm I'm insulted. I looked for you for years. I looked for you for years. It was oh. fruitless. I never I, I could never find you, and finally I gave up. For me specifically, you specifically, Valerie. You specifically, Valerie. Oh, oh wow! You didn't, you, but you didn't find me. I never did. What I didn't do was trust fate. It was fate that made me heard of you. One day I was walking down Brighton Beach. Oh, and your yearbook washed up on shore. My, my God! Wow. Yeah, and I found it, and I found Valerie. Uh, I found your page. I found your picture. Hey, what's up, bro? Come back to the party. Uh, in just a minute. I, I just weird coincidence. I found the love of my life over here by the uh, shrimp cocktail. Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm Valerie. This is Valerie. Oh, hey, my name's Brian. I'm I'm a pigeon. Oh, oh, hello. Yeah, I noticed that. I, I'm happy. I'm happy to find love. I finally found a love. I love you, Valerie. Oh, this is wonderful. Brian, don't look at me like that. I, I, hey, man, look. You've heard me talk about Valerie before. Yes, I didn't admit that she was a pigeon. Papa bottle yeah. of champagne. I didn't, I didn't admit that I found her in the nature expedition section of the yearbook i graduated first in my class of nature pigeons look man i'm just it's just our first night okay our first night out of of vegas okay we can't just be if this is you can't just lock you know get locked in anything right now i can party i can party that's what i saw in that yearbook i saw the valerie was the kind of girl that I could... She would understand my lifestyle. All right? This is just... I, we just had to finish meeting, and then we will be back. We will be partying, Brian. Dip my tail feathers in absinthe. You hear that, Brian? Love of my life. I, 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 you're, you seem very hurt and fra- fra- frail and fragile, oh, Valerie. I, I am, but inside I have the heart of a, a wild... I may seem like a pigeon, but I am a... I have the heart of a pterodactyl. All right, if you could get fucked up, then the fuck, fuck, fuck it, man. The um. Well, be careful, my, 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 my foot is wounded, but my heart is strong. Here's a here's a shot of yig. Oh, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this shot. <sighs> this is so goddamn it! I'm my- so happy that we met Zachary. To- toast. Cheers. Cheers. Come on, we're taking a limo down the strip.
I've been poisoned. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Zachary, but you, we can't have you fall in love first night at Vegas. Brian, you did this? You know, bro, Cord, we poison, you gotta poison the, the a lover if, if, if your boy gets in love, falls in love too quick. Fuck this Touché. pigeon. Fuck this pigeon, Touché. Zachary. That's what I was trying to do, but all right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was, I'm. You were trying to fuck this pigeon? Eh. You're yeah. right. Bros before hoes. It's night one of Vegas. There's so many birds out there. Valerie, I'll never forget you. Valerie? Oh, my God. Valerie? Oh. <sighs> I'm sure there's a coyote you could meet or something out there. Come on, man. See? <laughs> I really, I was really just doing Kristen Wiig's impression of Bjork the whole time, but, <laughs> but it just felt right. It just felt, it just felt right. Um, uh, beautiful. Any, any, uh, we got about two minutes left. How do we close? What, what's, uh, oh, you know what I want to do? Lead us through quickly, if you can, creating a D and D character. What would we need to do right now if we wanted to, or find names? Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. In well, one I mean, minute. Uh, you need stats. You need to roll stats. You could follow the stats. See what, if you have a 16 charisma, what does that mean? I, or, uh, but I think the better way is to, to come up with a character. Who do you want to play or to come I, up with a concept? Who yeah. Do you I guess play? we could go through races yeah, yeah. and, uh, and, uh, yeah, all yeah, that, yeah. And that's too much. Just give us each a name. <laughs> all right. Uh, Rogar and Thomas. I'm Who's Rogar. Who? I'll Rogar. Ro- oh, Thomas. I'm Thomas. Ladies <laughs> 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 and gentlemen, I'm, I'm not Thomas. I used to be Ralph GMP. I'm not Thomas. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, independent listener supporter radio. This has been no suggestion. Um, I think we'll probably have, still have a minute to go. Sometimes it cuts out early. I don't know. Um, but um, yeah, you've been listening to uh, uh, No Suggestion on Radio Free Brooklyn, which is listener supported radio. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks so much to co host Xavier Pearson. Thank you so much to Brian Ruga. Yauk. Yauk. Um, Rogar, fuck. I'm Thomas. <laughs> I feel like I just wear like a hat with a quill in it or something. <laughs> There's beautiful. actually a wizard subclass devoted around having a quill. I feel oh, like wow. if you if a, if there's a movie about your your guy is going to be played by like you know Vin Samuel Diesel Jackson or, or Vin Diesel, <laughs> I'm going to be played by David Hyde Pierce. <laughs> oh crap. Um, well, yeah, this has been another episode of No Suggestion. <laughs> uh, this is improv, and uh, we hope you liked it. God bless you. Good night.